Hey, what's good, my amazing friends? This is Sarah Grace, and you are listening to The Remedy with Sarah Amazing Grace. Hey, you guys, welcome back. Another week is here, another show about love. (laughs) That's right. I don't know why, you guys, the last few episodes have been about relationships and love, but there's got to be a reason. God knows I don't, but this subject just keeps coming up to me. I'm going to be real, you guys. This last week, I had writer's block. (laughs) You know, sometimes I feel like some listeners think that maybe this stuff just flows out of me and that I am just a a wellspring of information. And you know what? Some weeks I am. Some weeks you can't shut me up. But then there are other weeks where I'm human and life goes on and life happens. And sometimes I feel down and I'm not always feeling injected with, you know, the Holy Spirit in my veins. And, you know, I feel like, man, I should just give up and hey, I get attacked too, okay? And so this last week, man, it it has been like trudging through mud for me. I, I don't know why. I can't explain it. It just happens. And I'm just being real with you guys. It's not always, you know, daisies and, you know, plumeria <laughs> over here. Sometimes I'm like, you know, digging in a pile of manure. And this week has kind of been a little bit manure and I'm not going to lie. And I was sharing with um, my manager in Tennessee that, you know, I just, I feel like maybe I should just, you know, pack it in. (laughs) And she's like, um, no. So then I'm like, well, you know, I just, I don't have anything to say this week. And she's like, well, let me, you know, let me pray on it too. and, And you pray on it. And we were praying on it. And she goes, you know what? I really feel like you should do a show called Look Up. And I was like, yeah, what a great idea about, you know, keeping your eyes on Jesus. There's so much crazy stuff going on right now. We've got, you know, these IRS agents and we've got this federal, you know, FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago. We've got, you know, uh, indictments of Trump happening. We've got just the WEF and microchipping, you know, people. And it's just like, whoa, man. What, what more, you know, there's a lot more, but it's like, oh my gosh, it can really get you down when you start looking around, you know, like, you know, Peter and the waves. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know, Peter and the waves totally got to keep, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will go strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace, you know? And then I was like, thinking and I thought, yeah, we should, I should totally just write a show. That's what it's going to be about this week. And then I looked at my library and went, oh yeah, I already have a show called Look Up (laughs) and it's about that very thing. So if you haven't heard that show, head on to my archived library and listen to it. It's a great show, by the way. But anyway, I digress. So um, I'm, I'm still then going, oh, wait, I can't do another show about that because I have already done a show about that. And it was literally entitled look up. So um, why that was brought to our attention this week, I don't know if you're listening and you need a reminder to look up, look up, look up to the Lord. He is where our help comes from. Okay. But anyway, so then I really in earnest, I got to praying and I was like, Lord, you got to talk to me. 
I don't know what to talk about this week. I don't know what you want to say. And then I got this ringing in my ear. I don't know if you ever get ringing in your ears, you guys. Okay, I'm not trying to be woo woo or weird here. But you know, I am kind of weird. So whatever. Don't really care. So anyway, I get this one of my ears kind of closes off and ringing. And I remember someone saying that that tone in your ear is actually, it's like heaven's telephone ringing. And that you should say, you know, whatever you're trying to say to me, I receive it. And as I did that, (laughs) as I did that, you guys, what came into my mind was this week's show. And I thought, another show about love? I've already done several shows in a row about love. And I felt strongly the Lord say, you need to do one more. There's someone who's listening to this series that needs to hear one more. And so here we are with another show about love, but it's in a different aspect. We've done shows with my husband about marital love. We've done shows um, about false love of pornography and the perversion of sexual love. But today's show is a little bit different. It's a lot different because it is about the author of real love. And maybe, maybe I, the Lord keeps asking me to do these shows because the world seems to be lacking in love right now. Or maybe the world is just super confused and doesn't know, you know, what love is. I mean, my God, we can't even answer the question, uh, what is a woman, right? How can we know the complexity of something as powerful as love? What is love? Everyone seems to be looking for it, right? And of those that have found it, maybe they're just trying to hold on to it. But what is love? Is love a feeling? Is love an action? Right now, I have a friend who's looking for love. She's actively looking for a a partner. And last night, she sent me a meme that some guy on one of these dating sites that she's, you know, looking for love. (laughs) She said that this guy, you know, sent her this meme. And the meme was, hey, girl, is your name Pfizer? Because you just made my heart stop. And I like laughed out loud. She was saying it like, oh, my gosh, what a what a cheesy loser. But I was like, man, I would date that dude in a heartbeat just based on his sense of humor alone, you know. Anyway, but then she said that he described himself as uh, freaky. And I'm like, yo, that is not your best foot forward, my dude. So anyway, a sense of humor plus one, but being extra creepy minus 10. So he's out. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, who knows? Maybe she's looking for I don't know where she's looking for love, but maybe she's looking for love in all the wrong places. You know what I mean? Uh, Back in the day, back in like, uh, I think um, 1980, maybe. Johnny Lee uh, wrote the song, uh, like, looking for love in all the wrong places, looking for love. But that was like, you know, before my time. And I like really was not into music like that (laughs) at all. But what I was into was, um, so Eddie Murphy back in the day used to be on SNL. This is also, you know, kind of before my time, but as I've like grown into humor Eddie Murphy, this was like back when Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live was actually like funny <laughs> instead of, you know, ridiculously political and obviously completely bought 
by the leftist agenda to to press that as is all media now. But anyway, and it may have been back then, but it wasn't so overtly um, agenda pushing. But (laughs) anyway, Eddie Murphy did this SNL skit back in the day where he was acting like buckwheat from the Little Rascals. Did you guys see this skit? This like this uh, whole skit of Eddie Murphy. And he does like all these different characters. He does one with James Brown, where he's like, ow, too hot in the hot tub, you know, or, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Am I losing you here? Anyway, he did a skit where he acted like buckwheat from the little rascals with, you know, buckwheat's um, uh, speech impediment that he had a buckwheat, the little rascals again, like this is way back playback again, like before my time even, but, you know, as I was up and coming, the little rascals were kind of like, um, uh, they were over, but people still talked about them. And so they became part of like the eighties genre. And then there was even like a remake movie that was made. But anyway, uh, the original buckwheat, he had like a speech impediment. And so Eddie Murphy was like mimicking that. And, you know, he did that song from Johnny Lee and he says, you know, Wookin Panab in all the wrong places, Wookin Panab. And anyway, so my husband and I, we've actually like, that's kind of been like an ongoing joke song in our marriage that if, if ever we're like, like, hey, I'm feeling like I need some attention from you. I'll just be like, you know, I'm looking Panab or whatever. <laughs> anyway, if you haven't seen the skit, you can find it on YouTube. It's it's pretty funny. It's pretty dumb, but whatever. And if you don't, <laughs> if you know, you know. And if you don't, well, baby, you just ain't as cool as me. <laughs> anyway, just kidding. So then I, I, you know, anyway, I'm like, okay, writing this show. Okay, God. Okay. You want me to, what is love? And so I type into the search engine and the very first link in the search engine that I use was Wikipedia. And so I figured that the wiki would uh, be about love. You know, what is love? But no, it was, uh, what is love is a song recorded by a Trinidadian German Eurodance artist, Hadaway for his debut album. And I'm like, (laughs) what is love? Yeah. What is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. You know, and I'm like, hilarious that a search engine has the same filing system in its AI brain that I do, you know, that the music reference is right on top. It's not actual love, but it's, uh, you know, a 1990s dance mix is like, what is love is the first thing when you ask what is love? Obviously, you guys, love is a strong affection or a connection to someone or even something. There's romantic love and platonic love and, you know, family love. And there's even like love for inanimate objects like like I love, you know, pizza with pineapple. (laughs) All right, don't come for me. I do actually love pizza with pineapple, though. But anyway, that's the Hawaiian, uh, uh, the Hawaiian lover in me. But anyway... (laughs) There's this pizza place in my hometown, you guys, uh, this home, my hometown area, and it's called Abby's Pizza. And they have the best pizza plus ranch dressing, like combination of flavor together. It's just, oh my gosh, I love Abby's Pizza and Ranch. <laughs> but anyway, there's nothing better in my palate <laughs> than an Abby's, a crisp Abby's Pizza with their ranch. But anyway, love is defined in in many different ways. And it's actually like hard to define and pin down what love is 
because love is so huge and it encompasses so much, you know? I mean, from like loving your soulmate to loving Abby's pizza and like everything in between. First Corinthians chapter four, that's where the definition of love, you know, here we are, the remedy, let's head to the Bible and the definition or more importantly, the description of love is that love is patient, love is kind, love doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it isn't proud, it doesn't dishonor others, and it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, and it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, it always trusts, love always hopes, Love always perseveres. Love never fails. That's a description of love, but that's perfect love. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says that perfect love, the description of all of those things, that perfect love, when you're living inside of that, it casts out all fear. The problems of love being broken, of marriages ending, divorces, broken hearts, It comes from, not from love itself. People say, oh, I hate love. Love is awful. You know, love hurts. You know, (laughs) again, my filing system is music and, you know, anyway, love hurts, man. And it's not love hurting, but it is imperfectly implementing love by imperfect humans like me and like you. If you are a human... And I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you are, but who knows, I'm, you know, not going to (laughs) judge. But all of us have a desire in us to be loved. Many of us, you guys have been hurt deeply by those that we have loved. And maybe we have hurt others by imperfectly implementing love. Our hearts have been broken. We've broken other hearts. And I will tell you what, man, I've been through a lot of physical pain and so far, knock on wood or, you know, whatever, I don't do superstitions, but there is no physical pain that can match the pain of a severely broken heart. Broken love is so painfully powerful that you guys, it can cause physical illness and even death. I mean, people have literally died from a broken heart. It is such a huge and heavy wound. And if you are walking through those waters right now, my heart is with you. And my gosh, the Lord will heal you. He can heal you. Reach out to him. But uh, you can be so devastatingly hurt. But yet, we still want to pursue love. The people that we have loved have, you know, may have died. Um, people whose maybe their spouses have died and they are like devastatingly hurt. Yet when, when time is passed and given time, a lot of people do seek out to be connected by that love again with, with a new connection with someone else. As humans, we, we absolutely still pursue love. I mean, man, so many people like my friend are out there swiping right, you know, hoping for that connection you know, and hopefully it ain't no freaky connection like this dude. Hey, my man, if you were listening to this, don't put that foot forward. It ain't, it ain't a good look. Anyway, you might be saying to me like, Sarah, listen to me. I am done with love, right? I've been super broken by it. 
Uh, I've been totally trashed. I am done with love. And you know what? I've felt that pain. I I do. And maybe not, you know, your pain, but I've felt my pain with love. And uh, I feel you guys. I feel you. And I have heard this a lot. But it's always amazing to me when I hear that from someone. And then within, you know, a time that passes, and then they're out you know, Wook and Penub, you know, they're out there looking for love again. And why is that? Why do we crave love or that that we have love in us to give? You know, you might say, well, I'm not, you know, going to be in a relationship, any, relationship anymore, but now I'm going to go and um, I'm going to adopt a dog because, you know, a dog is man or woman's best friend, you know, and they're a pure love, you know. Some people say that, you know, dog is just God spelled backwards, right? You know, those people, listen, I am a cat person. <laughs> I love my cats. And I will say that um, dogs drool, but cats rule. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from there, they always say that uh, uh, dogs have owners and cats have staff. And you know what? I will gladly serve my uh, cats any day. But anyway, I digress. So uh, love, um, we have love to give. And, you know, why is that? Why can't we just be like, you know what, I've been hurt by love. I'm not going down that road anymore. We often say that, but then we find ourselves seeking to give or get love again. And hey, 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 what's this show about? The remedy. Yeah, let's look to the Bible. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 19 We love because he first loved us. That's God. The Bible says that God is love. And since God, who is love, he's the author of love, he's the creator of love, he is the definition of love, he is our creator. We're created in the likeness and image of love, of God. And he first gave us love so that we could then give love. And if you're a child of God, if you're listening to this and you are a child of God, then love is the language that we should speak. In that same chapter of 1 John, we have, you know, verses 7 and 8, and it's, you know, again, the filing system, right back to my childhood, Beloved, let us love one another, love one another, for love is of God. And everyone who loveth is born of God and knoweth God, because he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. God is love, beloved. Let us love one another, First John 4, 7 and 8. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot say those verses without singing that song. Anyway, great way to learn scripture is with music, because it just whoop, sticks in there for your whole life long. Anyway. First John chapter four goes on in verse nine to say that God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him, Jesus. This is real love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. No one has ever seen God, but if we love each other, then God lives in us, and His love is brought to full expression in us. And God has given us His Spirit as proof that we live in Him and He in us. You see, you guys, our desire to love, 
to be loved, to give love, is further proof that God is real and the God who is love, who loved us first so that we might know love and give love, that God is real. So what is love? Love, you guys, is the fingerprint of God in us. Huge. And while each one of us may fail at implementing love perfectly, if you are a child of God, a believer, you are being perfected day by day to be like Christ, right? And we are called to strive for perfection and to love perfectly. As 1 Corinthians shows us, that blueprint of love, you know, of love is patient, love is kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. If we lived our lives, if, if, if we lived our lives towards our spouses and our spouses lived their lives towards us in this manner, there would be no divorce at all. Because in a manner such as this, it's perfect love. And that love never fails. It never fails. So while we might fail every day, you guys, I want you to keep loving. I want you to keep loving in the way that God mapped it out for you. Striving for that perfection. Beloved, let us love one another. I love you guys. And until next week, peace.